0: What is up and welcome back to the Square Sports Podcast. We are returning for some NFL Week 5 action. I'm going to bring you guys some picks and hopefully get some winners going this week. I'm joined by my co-host, The Sandman. How's it going?
1: Doing well. Um, excited for another week of NFL. Finally getting really into that the gritty part of the season and I'm excited to make some plays and watch some football this weekend.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, going to be a couple games left off the board here. We're going to skip out on the Titans-Bills game just due to the COVID question marks surrounding that one. Uh, we're also going to skip out on the, Patriots, uh, the Patriots-Broncos the Patriots game that's been moved to Monday just because we're not 100% sure what's going on there after we've had two players test positive for the Patriots. Uh, we will touch on the Jets game, though, just uh I get, although no one probably wants to hear about that, but we will touch on it briefly. And uh, we're coming off that Thursday night game between the Bears and the Bucks, twenty to nineteen final. I think a little bit of a, a surprise win for the Bears, but uh, you know they got pressure on Brady and ended up getting the win. Do you have any takeaways from that game? Uh, any takeaways so from that
1: game? I wasn't able to catch the second half, unfortunately. But I don't know, like first twenty seven minutes i want to say about i thought i mean the bucks were looking really good they were cruising up 13-0 um they got the interception from a rob drop drove the ball down punched it in i i was pretty shocked when i was checking my phone in the second half and seeing the bears were still hanging around even um i actually had the buccaneers spread minus three and a half so that did not end up hitting but I also had the under so I actually went one and one yesterday on my plays um yeah I'm really I don't I, it's hard to get a read on that Bears team like it kind of it kind of reminds me in a way of the Bears team from two years ago and that like they're they're not pretty but they just win and that defense isn't like it was back then but I know they just find a way to win games which you got to respect
0: I mean four and four and one so far. I think we both agree, kind of surprising record for them. Yeah, for sure. But you're right. It's just they seem to be getting it done, not allowing too many points. Their defense has been pretty solid so far, and it's been, uh, I guess, able to score just enough in all these games to yeah. get themselves to that four win mark. But I, I, I don't think they're going to compete with the Packers at the top of the division. No, I just think the Packers have shown that they're going to, even though maybe they will drop their next game to the Bucks. I still think at four and one they'll be. They'll be able to separate themselves, but let's get right on to uh, the the noon slate of games for week five, and let's start right out the bat with the NFC South matchup. Carolina Panthers visiting the Falcons, and Carolina only catching one point here on the road, total looking to be about uh, 54, and uh, I'll just start this one off right away. I, I did like the Panthers kind of on the look-ahead line last week at about like three and a half or four. And maybe would have taken them at three here, but I just think one is a little short to say that the Panthers are like almost a pick'em in any road game. I know we don't have that much home field advantage, but that just seems like a bit of a a bit of a low spread there for a Panthers team that had pretty low expectations coming into the season. And it's a big line move from for just one game of sample between the lookhead line of three and a half in this one point spread here. So I'm going to be passing on the spread, but I do actually have my first play of the week on the total over 54. Obviously wasn't super impressive performance by the Falcons offense last week, but I think that was a little bit hindered by obviously their wide receiver injuries. I mean, Gage wasn't really involved at all. Only had, I think two grabs Ridley had that big zero, a zero for zero getting covered by J. R. Alexander. Most of the game, Good performance by him absolutely and uh, Julio went out at halftime with only two catches I believe something around there so I think that the Falcons here uh, having some more clarity on their injury situation are going to be able to put up points against this Carolina defense obviously Green Bay's defense isn't great but this Carolina defense is uh, I think we all know it's, they've got some young parts and I think Atlanta can put some points on the board and I think we can all agree also that Atlanta's secondary and just their defense in general is going to be pretty suspect going through the rest of the season. So I see, I see points from both teams here. Won't be, wouldn't even be surprised if each team got 30 in this one. So I'm going to be having my first play on over 54. Uh, what do you have to say about that one?
1: Yeah. So, um, right off the bat here, week one, we have our first consensus play of the year. Um, I'm also going to, I also would probably lean Falcons on the one point spread, um, Like you kind of touched on, I see it as more around three, three and a half is where I would set it. But uh, I'm feeling a lot better about this over. I actually have 53 and a half. Um, I think that's the consensus at most places um, looking here. And you pretty much touched on everything. Like both these offenses have the ability to put up points. Uh, We saw the Panthers do it last weekend. We've seen the Falcons do it plenty of times this year already. And, you know, especially with the Falcons secondary being so banged up, Um, I just think these are two of, you know, the worst defenses in football going against, you know, two solid to above average offenses, um, at least so far this year. And I think this total is a little bit low for that game, Um, especially when you look around the board at, like, a lot of these games that are higher than it. I just just feel like this game is going to be pretty high scoring, like you said, as well.
0: Yeah, it's just – Seems like a lot of these games so far this year just have been so high scoring, and uh-huh. I, I I think I've decided that I don't want to step in front of that in front of that train anymore and take any unders in certain spots. So I'm I'm gonna be taking this over, and yeah, exciting that we got our first consensus play of the year. Hopefully we can hit that for the listeners. Uh, maybe that'll be a bit of an upgrade in units, but with my record so far, that might not be the smartest thing to do. <laughs> but uh, we'll keep rolling right on to the second game of that slate, and we'll uh, touch on the Bengals visiting the Ravens. Catching 13 points right now, maybe 13.5, depending on your book. And the total looks to be about 51. I'll let you get us uh, started with that one, uh, Sam. In.
1: Yeah, so I don't really have any huge leans or plays here on this one. Um, I guess I'd probably lean Bengals if I had to bet it. Um, you know, the Ravens really haven't been – that high-powered offense that they were last year. Um, but that defense is still solid, and you know who knows what Joe Burrow is going to be able to do. He's still a young guy, um, only played four games now, and I just don't feel confident enough on either side to be with the Ravens either laying all those points or you, know, you got a rookie quarterback going against an MVP. Don't really want to take the Bengals side either. And then that over-under is, you know, I'd say pretty ab av- pretty where I would eh, pretty close to where I would put it. Sorry, um, so I don't really have any leans on that either. I think this will be a you know a game where one team in the low thirties, maybe a team in the low twenties, thirty-one, twenty-one, something like that.
0: Yeah, I do have a a small lean I would say on the Bengals, but that's mostly just because uh, Lamar was just downgraded to questionable for this one, so maybe just sort of a value thing where. Uh, If you feel like Lamar's not going to play this week for whatever reason, then then obviously that 13 is a great number. But, I mean, we know historically questionable for NFL players typically (laughs) means, like, probable. So Uh, that's something where, however you could find it, if you had some insider information, it would be nice. But I'm going to be passing that one as well. Uh, I do think Joe Burrow will – I mean, there's a big game for him in the division against the Ravens defense that he's going to have to – uh, go up against plenty of times to maybe prove, prove what he can do. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not super sold on uh, Burrow yet. Hasn't played too stiff of competition. And I, I mean, I, th- I think he can be a great player in this league. But just don't feel the need to bet on him this week. And like you said, I think the totals lined pretty well at about 51. Just uh, not, not, not too much value there on this one. But uh, we can keep on rolling. Right on to the Jaguars visiting the Texans. And it looks like the Jags will be catching about six in this one, a uh, total of 54 and a half-ish. I do have a play on this one as well. And like I said, I'm going to be trying to not take all these unders, and I'm going to be taking over on this one over 54 and a half. I think that the Jags, I mean, they've been able to put up points pretty efficiently so far. And Texans been a little suspect offensively, questionable play calling, but obviously Bill O'Brien's out. I don't think he's a terrible coach by any means, but I do think they kind of needed a change. And both these defenses are kind of how we were talking in that Atlanta-Carolina game. These defenses are pretty rough. And I was just looking into some of their stats a little bit. Uh, According to Football Outsiders, they have a DVOA metric that I think is pretty solid. And uh, Jacksonville is 32nd in DVOA in the league, and Houston is 27th. So we have two bottom five defenses, uh, according to, like, value – compared to average in this game. And I do think that we – I think we're confident in Deshaun Jackson – sorry, not Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson's ability to move the ball down the field when he's given some freedom. And I also think that if if the Jags are playing from behind in this one, I believe in Minshew's ability to put up, you know, three or four touchdowns for his team. Maybe not passing touchdowns, but I think he can move his team up and down the field. So I do think this is going to be another high-scoring game. And I'm going to be taking that over 54 and a half. What are you thinking on this one, Sandman?
1: Yeah, so I think I think the Texans will benefit, obviously, from a new coach like you kind of touched on. Um, traditionally, I was looking into it. There hasn't been, like, a huge, I guess, side that has been hitting uh, with the first game of a new coach, especially mid-season. I was looking into it. It's about, about 50-50, so I don't think there's okay. anything too much to read into there, but – um, yeah, like I said, Bill O'Brien's gone. Like, I think the offense could change a lot and we don't really know what that's going to look like. So I'm just going to probably wait a week and, and see how it develops and then maybe look into the Texans next week. Um, and then that kind of applies to the over-under too. Like, you don't know what this new coach is going to be up to and what his philosophy I think in Romeo Cornell, some like 80 year old guy is their new interim. Um, and I don't look too much into his background and his philosophies, but I, I would just like to see a game under his belt before, you know, I put my money down on on the Texans or against them.
0: Yeah, that's very fair. Can't argue with that. I think it uh, may not be a spot you want to invest your money in just because of that coaching change. But I'm hoping that uh, the offensive coordinator is kind of given freedom with the offense and then Cornell uh, focuses mostly on the defense and maybe just Kind of getting the guys ready to play, but we'll see what happens there. I do have that over 54.5, and and we'll move right on to the next noon game. The Vegas Raiders visiting Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are minus 11.5, I'm seeing around that range, and total looking like 55.5. I'll send this one right over to you, Sandman, to get us going.
1: Yeah. um, I think it's a lot of points to be laying with the Chiefs. Um, They've, like, the last two games they've won haven't really looked that great against the Chargers. And then, um, sorry, I'm blanking.
0: Patriots?
1: Yeah, Patriots uh, with a backup quarterback. And they just haven't, like, back-to-back games, they've been playing guys making their first starts of either their season or their careers. And they haven't been all that convincing on the defensive side. Like like I said, they've won both those games. But I think the Raiders are probably – a better team than both of those, especially without Cam Newton. So I would lean Raiders here, um, but yet again, it's betting against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, which I try to stay away from, even if they have looked a little shaky the last couple games. Um, And I would also lean over here, but that's just a pretty high number that I'm not willing to be placing a wager at that high of a number, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to kind of disagree with you on that one. I I would lean towards the under in this game just because, like you said, I think the Chiefs have struggled a little bit rhythm wise on offense. And I mean, obviously this Raiders defense isn't a scary defense by any means, but a divisional game. I think they'll come to play, and I don't think that I don't see the Chiefs putting up a ton of points here. But also, I don't like betting Chiefs unders just because no matter who they're playing, you never know if they are going to actually put up 35. So. I don't think this one's worth investing on uh, either side of the total. Like we were saying, we just both have a lean. And then also with that t- spread of 11.5, just just does seem a little high for a divisional game. I would probably lean Raiders. Um, but questions with their receiving corps with uh, Henry Ruggs and a- Edwards. Who knows if they're going to be playing in this game. So, with Derek Carr struggling without a couple weapons, I don't think I just want to get invested in this game at all, so I'm going to be passing this one as well. And uh, let's actually move on and touch just briefly on the, the Jets-Cardinals uh, game that is scheduled to be on that noon slate. We did have, I believe it was one positive test out of the Jets today, but that's just getting clarified, and hopefully that game can go on as scheduled. The spread was 7.5. Total was 47, but it's currently off the board. Um, Sandman, you got anything to say about this one or should we uh, move past it?
1: Yeah, not really. I think that, I mean, I'm not going to be betting on the Jets for a long time and seven and a half of points is a lot to lay with the Cardinals. They haven't looked that good, so not too much to say. I'm not going to be betting it personally. Didn't really look into it too much. Just just a game I'm not really interested in putting my money down on.
0: Yeah, especially with Flacco coming yeah. in. If this game is played, it's just and I mean, also like Cardinals might be delayed in their travel, so their whole schedule might be messed up. It's just something that, assuming it does get played, which we obviously hope it does, we don't want anything to get uh, jumbled around too much, I'm just going to be passing it as well. Just not worth, not worth uh, getting your money involved there when there's probably better spots on the card. So let's keep it rolling. Get on to uh, Washington football team hosting the Rams. And Rams are looking about seven and a half point favorites, maybe even money around that range of a touchdown. And a total about forty six and a half for uh, forty six, but in that range of forty six and a half. Um, I don't have a play on this game. My lean would probably be to Washington football team, just because I think uh, kind of how you touched on with the coach. I think when you make a quarterback change, typically there's a little boost to your squad. But on the same, the same token, I, I don't. I'm not totally sold in the move and why they no, made the either. move. I mean. This was coming off of one of Haskins' good performances. I think he threw for over 300 yards and completed 70% of his passes. Didn't throw a touchdown, but, I mean, against the Ravens' defense, I think that was a solid performance by him. I'm not sure exactly what they expected out of him there or if they were just way to bench him. And Going up against this Rams team, Kyle Allen, we'll see what he can do. Obviously, probably will feed Terry McLaurin the ball, but I, I do expect the Rams to win this one, just not – not wanting to get involved on this on this Rams team either, whose last couple of weeks hasn't looked as good as they did the first two weeks, and then traveling across the country, not not wanting to get involved in this one. But uh, Sam, what are you thinking here?
1: Yeah, I also really didn't like the move with Haskins. I mean, what did he start? Ten games. He was okay. I mean, he's better. He's been better than Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, all those you know second, 30 year yeah. guys that are getting stuck with and. I mean, maybe if you have some behind him that you think maybe long-term could work. But, I mean, A, you're not going to be competitive this year, even in that crappy division. Um, and then like Kyle Elf not going to be your guy long-term. So I don't really understand the move in terms of, you know, at least try to figure out what you really have in Haskins and then maybe move on from him after the season if, if you know, he continues to underperform. But, yeah, um. I think a touchdown is probably right around where I would, where I would see this game going. I like the Rams to win pretty easily, but Rivera and and Allen have you know played together before, and I think I think the Washington offense will will be capable in this game. So I'm just gonna stay away from the 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 spread, um, and then the total is as well. I just I don't see any value really on either either bet here.
0: Yeah, I don't I think this is one where uh just maybe not really worth getting involved. Not a super intriguing game overall no. anyway.
1: Just not one to move watch.
0: past. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of other good games on uh. so let's actually get on to the last game of the noon slate, the Eagles going to Pittsburgh for the little Pennsylvania game. To play the Steelers. Looks like Eagles are about uh, seven and a half. Dog, seven-and-a-half point dog. Seven, seven-and-a-half, seven uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe I some seven sevens sprinkled out there. You see sevens? Okay. Yeah, I'm just on Bovada right now. And total looks about 44. Interesting game. I mean, Eagles coming off that Sunday night win, but really wasn't super – I don't know how you could be super impressed with the Eagles after that game. I think Nick Mullins kind of just collapsed and gifted them the easy win there with the pick six at the end and all that – all his bad throws that he had. Carson Wentz did look a little better, I think in the second half of that game, but still hasn't looked like the franchise quarterback that he's supposed to be. And uh, Steelers coming off a, a bye here, I guess we could call it, after their Bills game got postponed. But at seven and a half here, I'm not eager to get involved in this game. I think the Eagles have been obviously a disappointment and somehow are leading the NFC East here at one, two, and one. I think we can all agree that division's just kind of a mess. And I I do think the Steelers are legit, but seven and a half points against a a serviceable Eagles team seems like a little bit too much when they don't have their home crowd there to back them up and a total of 44. I think the Steelers can easily put points on the board. So I'm not really eager to get on this under, but at the same time, the defenses of both these teams are probably their strong suit. So it's, it it is a super low total. I think it might be the lowest on the board actually, but uh, like I was saying, I'm, I'm, Going to be a little – going to try to act a little less sharp this week and bet some high total, some overs on some high totals, maybe not get involved in this low total. So I'm going to be passing both the side and the total on this game. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, so I really like Eagles plus 7.5. Um, yeah, they haven't looked all that good, but they still have, you know, some talent on that team that just – I think Wentz will be better throughout the season. And, you know, historically the last like two, three years – Eagles just have found a lot of ways to just stick in games and make it close late. I know, like, earlier this year, first two games, they weren't able to do that. But I just think looking at the identity of this team, and like I always say every week, this low total, it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle, uh, tight game, I think, throughout. So I I just think the Eagles will be covering that 7.5 for the majority of the game, and it's just going to come down to, you know, one back door or the other, and I think I think the Eagles just at seven at more than a touchdown, I think a lot of value is there. Um, the Steelers are good. They haven't really beaten anyone too impressive. Um, I'm still not sold on that offense with Big Ben. I think he's average. Um, I don't think they're going to be destroying that Eagles defense. Um, so I'm going to stay away from the over-under, but I will be taking Eagles plus seven and a half.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the Eagles uh, would probably be my lean on this one. I, I think it they will be able to put up some points. Hopefully, once they will be able to uh, start looking a little better and get rolling. I actually saw a really interesting stat, though, on Pittsburgh's defense. Apparently, they haven't given up an RB1 in terms of fantasy game since 2018. So, maybe the Eagles are going to have to stay, stray away from Miles Sanders in this one and throw the ball a little bit more, but... Uh, that was just an interesting nugget I saw. Crazy to think that the Steelers haven't really given up any type of performance to a running back since 2018. But uh, let's keep keep moving. We have looks like only three games, four games left if we don't if we're not counting the uh, postponed COVID games. We got two afternoon games. We'll start off with the Colts and Browns. Colts are one point road favorites. It looks like about a pick 'em really though on the money line. And the total of forty-seven and a half. I'll let you get us started off with this one, Sandman. What are you thinking in terms of the side and the total here?
1: So I actually got Colts at a pick'em, minus one fifteen, which that's going to be my third play of the day. Um, I think the Browns. I think they need to. People need to slow their roll on the Browns a little bit right now. Um, They still got demolished in the first week against their best competition, and then ever since then. Now, the Cowboys' defenses looked horrendous, one of the worst in the league. Um, you, you know, you got Nick Chubb who's going to be missing this one. They still have Kareem Hunt's questionable, so who knows how healthy he'll be. Um, and I think that a lot of the Browns' identity is obviously on that running attack. And if if Chubb's out and Kareem's not fully healthy, I don't really know how reliable it's going to be. Um, and I just think the Colts, that def- number one defense in the league so far this year by most metrics, um, Pretty, I think they shut down that fairly limited Browns offense. You know, they're pretty just focused on running the ball, and I just think the Colts will be able to stop them and put up some points against that that Browns defense that didn't look all that great last week. So I'm going to be taking the Colts at a pick'em here.
0: Yeah, I would lean to the Colts as well. Not going to be betting it, but well, I might I might bet, make a personal play on it, but not going to be. Uh, choosing it as one of my five picks just because I'm not totally sold on this Colts offense. I do do think their defense is pretty legit and I do think they'll uh, cause some problems for the Browns run game, but I'm not totally sold on the Colts offense and how Rivers is performing. I I think if Miles Garrett is able to get pressure, that Rivers could really struggle, but we'll see what happens. And I mean, the Colts obviously have that pretty good offensive line, so maybe they will be able to contain Garrett on the edge. Uh, No opinion on the total either for me. I don't. I don't see it going super, uh, super high over the 47 and a half, but I do think it'll sit right around there. And uh, these teams will put up a couple scores, and we'll see what see it happens. I think it'll be an interesting game just to see uh, which one of these teams is more of a legit contender in their in the AFC for maybe a wild card. Maybe the Colts will be able to uh, get their division. But uh, let's keep moving on to the second uh, second afternoon game. The Giants visiting the Cowboys for NFC East uh, Clash between teams with a combined one win so far this season, and the Giants are eight and a half point road dogs uh totals looking about fifty four, which is uh somewhat high although I mean looking at this Cowboys defense any any total could really any over could hit with between no matter what team they're playing. I do have a play on this game I'm going to be taking the Giants plus eight and a half. And I do know that they obviously have not looked good at all, really, so far this season. But I think if ever there's a get-right spot for the Giants, I think it is this game against the Cowboys. They, I think, they really need this one. Obviously, they need a win, but um, I don't really expect them to win this game. But I do think that this is a, a major get-right spot for Daniel Jones in this Giants offense. I think they need to get themselves rolling somehow, and against the Cowboys. Defense that I mean, we saw them give up forty nine to the Browns last week at home. I don't really think the home road thing is too big of a difference for the Cowboys, and I think that uh, if Daniel Jones wants to keep his job after this season, he's got to put up some points here against the Cowboys and get himself rolling for the season. Yeah, so I'm going to be taking Giants plus eight and a half on this one. Uh, not too excited to get onto the total on either side, but just going to be taking that plus eight and a half.
1: Yeah, so I don't really have a lean on the on the spread here i think that's solid reasoning by you um you know this i think i think this still a lot of people think the cowboys are you know maybe could still get hot here and finish the season respectively i'm kind of in that boat um they have a lot more talent than the giants and i just think it might just all come together here soon and i'm just not going to want to be on the other end of it but i'm going to be taking the under here um Every Giants game so far this year has gone. The highest scoring game has been 45. Um, other than that, we got 42, 30, and 25 or 26. Um, so I just think, you know, last last week they held the Rams' offense to 10 points in three quarters and just gave up a late touchdown to lose that one. Um, I think that the Giants' defense obviously isn't very great, but I think they're they can hold their own a little bit here. Um, against the Cowboys and another thing I was thinking about when I took this under is you know I think um I think McCarthy and that and Kellen Moore on that offense might might have to rethink their their I guess strategy going forward they've been airing the ball out 50 plus times a game putting that defense on the field way too much way too quickly um and I think this is kind of a game where they can experiment you know give Zeke the ball 20-25 times and and see how that works out for them instead of airing it out, you know, every play like they have been doing the last few weeks. So I like the under here. Um, Go along with the Giants defense being okay with those low-scoring games. The Giants offense has also been really, really bad. Um, And, yeah, I know the Cowboys defense is pretty terrible too, but uh, I just don't see Daniel Jones, you know, going out there and putting up three touchdowns. So I'm pretty confident in the under here, uh, under 44. 54 and a half
0: yeah i think that's a good point by you i do uh now that you say that thinking about how uh the cowboys are going to look to attack this game i think they know it's a super important game to win and they'll probably defer to zeke a little bit and try to get him involved so that they can have more control on this game so uh you're actually making me kind of lean towards that under there but uh just going to be passing it for now and we will move on to the sunday night game the vikings Going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, uh looking like about a touchdown underdog. And total set at fifty-six and a half. I'll let you kick things off of this one, Sandman.
1: Uh yeah, so like you said, the total's at fifty-six and a half. Um, it's a pretty dang high total, but these teams have been putting up points the last couple of weeks and their defenses have been letting up a lot of points, as is the trend in the NFL right now. Um I would lean Seahawks probably here, um, but I don't have any strong plays. I think, you know, the Vikings, they're still not a terrible team they got one win, but uh, I think seven's a little bit too much maybe, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be staying away from it. And then, like I said before, this high of a total, I'd probably lean over here um, just based off – the last couple weeks, but I'm going to be staying away from that as well.
0: I actually am going to have a play on this game. Uh, I'm going to be passing the sides. Like you said, I think seven sounds about right. Uh, I wouldn't lay any more than that with the Seahawks just because uh, then that leaves you open to a a backdoor cover that could happen pretty easily, but also not super enthusiastic about taking the Vikings on on the road with how they've looked so far this season. But I am going to be taking – Uh, The over 56 and a half is my my third uh, high total over for the week. I'm hoping that the NFL trend continues with these high-scoring games. And I just think that both these teams are going to be able to move the ball up and down the field uh, pretty much however they wish in this game. We've seen the Seahawks, how Russ has been uh, throwing the ball around, and I think I see them probably putting up 30-plus here just because of the way the weapons that he has and the lack of weapons that the Vikings have in their secondary. Um, I just think that also the Seahawks secondary has been a little bit depleted. And I think that Thielen and the way that Jefferson's emerged a little bit lately, hopefully Kirk cousins will be able to get a little rhythm in this one. And I, th- I think when Kirk cousins is comfortable, he's he's a serviceable quarterback and he can easily put up a couple of touchdowns against this C- Seahawks secondary that has been struggling a little bit. And Dalvin cooks looked great the last couple of weeks. So Hopefully he'll be able to do something on the ground, but to hit this high total of 56 and a half, we're obviously going to be wishing for some more so that this, uh, we don't have any super long drives, things of that nature. So I'm going to be having a play on that over 56 and a half. And I guess we can move on to our last game of the week then between the chargers and the saints, not counting those uh, questionable games for COVID purposes, chargers, In New Orleans, uh, I think it's about eight-point underdogs, it looks like. And uh, and 50.5 is the total. Uh, I'll get us started with this one. I have my final play of the week on Chargers plus eight, and I'm going to be passing the total. Uh, Main reasoning for Chargers plus eight is I just think that uh, Herbert's looked pretty solid so far. And uh, I think that against the Saints team, I'm hoping that they're able to – have Herbert move the ball around a little bit and uh, assuming that Michael Thomas does play, I am uh, looking at just those cornerback matchups for him, whether it's Chris Harris or uh, some of the other guys on that Chargers defense. I do think in Thomas's first week back, he might not be as explosive as he usually is on his uh, with his route running, things of that nature. So I'm hoping that the Chargers can kind of shut him down a little bit and maybe uh, have Drew Brees looking at his second and third options, which obviously he showed against the Lions. Uh, he's still able to find those guys and put up some touchdowns in a hurry. But I I do like the Chargers plus eight here. I think it's just a little too much against the Saints team that hasn't really proved themselves yet against a solid defense when they're uh, down a guy or so. So I'm going to be taking Chargers plus eight for my last play of the week.
1: Yeah, that is also going to be my last play. Good to see that we are on the same page again. Um, Yeah, I just don't think the Saints have been that good. They got really down early against the Lions, and then the Lions just died. Uh, I I think eight's way too much. This is probably my best bet of the week. Chargers have looked really good the last two weeks. Herbert's been definitely serviceable, maybe even above average, and yeah, Chargers got the better defense, Um, and I don't think the Saints offense is eight points better than the Chargers, so I think this is a pretty easy play on the Chargers here. Um, And then I don't really have a lean on that over/under either. I think that's right about where it'll end up. So that's yeah. All I think of the games. Uh,
0: just go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I was you- yeah. I was just gonna say. Uh, I think that the Chargers here just. I mean, like you said, just haven't been super impressed by the Saints team so far, and I, I don't see this Chargers defense as the spot, the time where they're gonna get right. And the Chargers have been moving the ball pretty well on offense lately. Keenan Allen will probably eat in this one again like he has been lately. So I just think that Chargers will be able to keep this one within a touchdown. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. so for my five bets of the week, I have Atlanta over 54, Jags over 54, Vikings over 56.5, <laughs> and then I also have two uh, dogs of over a touchdown in the Giants plus 8.5 and, and the Chargers plus 8.
1: Yeah, and then I also have the same two – two of the same plays with the Falcons Panthers over 53 and a half and the Chargers plus eight, as well as the Cowboys Giants under 54 and a half Eagles plus seven and a half and Colts plus one uh, with my favorite play coming, probably coming in at Chargers plus eight. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see how these play out and hopefully we can get back, get back on the winning track here this week.
0: Yeah, especially with a couple consensus plays, definitely first week of two consensus plays. Not sure if we've, even had one so far but we're hoping we can hit those especially for the listeners here and uh, like you said get back to some winning especially me (laughs) I've been struggling with my picks but you know maybe uh straying away from the fake sharp that I like to convince myself that I am sometimes will help me out this week but we're we're gonna see and we also hope that those uh, COVID games are able to get played in some capacity whether it's uh right as they were scheduled or maybe a day behind but uh, we were talking just a little bit, uh, me and you, about how you personally are just happy that we're going to get maybe an extra Tuesday of football, Yeah. a Monday doubleheader. I guess, like you were saying, you can't really complain about that. That's just extra football on the
1: on the calendar exactly. that you can
0: watch instead of it all jumbled up at mm-hmm. a 1 o'clock Eastern yeah. start on a Sunday.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks. Thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, and we'll see you guys next week. Anything else to add, Mr. Bank?
0: Nope, that's it. Like he said, just follow us on Twitter at Squaresports Pod and uh, check out the plays. We'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, enjoy yourself some NFL football.